0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 1304 of Horse Tip Daily. Your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by listeners like you, our auditors. horse people, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the monthly jumping episode on Horses in the Morning. Show host Emily Thompson answers listener questions about starting a small pony over fences and also some great trot pole exercises for beginners, horse or human. And we'll get right to today's tip after this important message on how you can help support Horse Tip Daily.
2: Hi, this is Gina Moronic from Wisconsin, and I am an official Horse Radio Network Auditor, something I'm really proud to do and to be a part of in a small way, because it's something that I get a lot of information from. The Horse Radio Network uh, and the convenience of the downloadable podcast means that I can improve my horsemanship skills, my riding skills, um, or just really enjoy listening to friendly, informative programming whenever I'm driving to work or working on chores or at the barn, even. So I hope you find it as enjoyable as I do. If you do, go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner to become a Horse Radio Network Auditor. For as little as a dollar a month, you can be involved in this great thing, too, and keep it going. Thanks.
0: And we're talking jumping today, and she's always kind enough to answer listener questions free of charge. Uh, so she's not... Well, we might bill you later. Depends.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> all right. Depends Jim. how complicated they are. <laughs> yes, right. Simple ones are free, complicated, $10. <laughs> Chantel says, how do I introduce my pony to jumping? Yes, I want to jump my little 11-hand Rosie, but I don't know how to start. Okay. I happen to know... <laughs> First of all, I hope Chantel, Chantel's not that big. She's only like uh, five foot or something. I know, happen to know her okay. a little bit, and she has a little daughter. I think that's five, and I think that's eventually where they want to go: is the daughter jumping the pony because eleven hands pretty tiny. So, it's tiny. yeah, I think you know that's where she wants to go with it. Uh, so I assume okay. groundwork to start right.
2: Yeah, groundwork. And for sure, if it's a pony, I mean, for sure, a pony of this size, we're assuming that the end game is for a child. So you do want to start with the groundwork, you want to be able to teach the pony to not be reactive. With the balance change and the equipment that is moving around on their back as they're jumping, because they just need to be more obviously flatlined like a school horse. So for these kinds of situations, I do it for the horses too. If I know they're going to be lower level, uh, entry level rather amateur horses into the show ring or, you know, doing three foot things like this, uh, the first things first is they've got to be suitable. You know, the, no spook, no no reaction to, to the exercises, the equipment. So I like to do for sure on the lunge line or if you have a round pen, you can start little baby jumps, poles. I would not do – normally when people are asking these questions, we start talking about trot jumps and lines and gymnastics and uh, it's just not really – what you need to do in this situation with a, with a 11 hand pony or one of those horses, like I just mentioned, getting into the amateur ranks. Um, So I would do on the lunge. I would start once they're comfortable going over, you can see if they're spooky, if you have to work on getting them confident with different looks, or if they're just kind of ready to go over, then from there you work on the balance uh, with all the equipment. So if this pony is broke to be wearing tack, if it's not, you know, get the equipment where he's comfortable. She with the saddle on the back, And then I just slowly but increasingly make it more pressure uh, with the equipment so that they become desensitized to the moving around, the creaking, and all of this. So maybe the first time they jump with no stirrups on the saddle at all. And then the next time or whenever they have mastered that, then you can put the stirrups down and let them flop around. I love doing empty Uh, Or not empty, but like hay-filled or shavings-filled grain bags. I'll tie those onto the saddle and let those just flop around or onto the side. You don't want to scare the horses, but you do want to keep finding out where the edge of their comfort zone is and just keep pushing gently in that direction. You're going to get a lot farther going slower if you have a scared horse. Um, But that that's kind of the name of the game. If you're going to have a child on or amateurs, that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for top form for, is this pony have a big stride? We want him to just not really care if his rider loses their balance or flops on the neck or the leg slips back. Little things like that. And you can really just take care of pretty much all of that without the rider up there at all.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, next question is from Kayla. Other than trot poles, what are some great exercises that you can perform to help you when jumping? I have uh I have a 4H member. Oh, I have a 4H member. I thought you were saying forehand. I was going. Well, that is tiny. Now that's That's <laughs> just too small. That's, to too small. that's bunny rabbit size. Okay. I have a 4H member who is working a lot on her flat riding and wondering about what other sex- exercises she can work on. Well, poles are usually where you start, right?
2: Yeah, you know, you start and she's saying other than trot poles. So the trot poles are great, you know, and then then you go to canter poles. So first you start with sing- single. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even just flat poles on the ground. Um, if you want to work on your turning and your relationship with the speed and everything, you can do just uh, single poles. I will sometimes put a little pyramid of poles, put two together and then one on top. So it's not high like a Cavaletti, but it's bigger than a pole. And then you can work up to a single Cavaletti or if you have like cinder blocks or something, you can bump it up on the sides. I love those blue trash cans that people are always using for barrels. They're like the perfect height to make a crossrail um, that's small. So those are great ways, but I would say that you're basically starting at a ground level and then building a very small height uh, and staying there of a single obstacle. You're not doing combinations or lines like we're talking about. You're basically working on the turning and the relationship to getting to the middle of the jump, which is very hard for people when they start jumping because in your flat work and in the dressage, everybody's doing circles and people will say circle back on this jump, but you don't actually ride a jumping course as if it's circles, you ride it more like it's square turns. So you want to ride parallel to the jump and then turn back in on it when it's time to go straight versus big swooping egg shaped turns and all that stuff. You can take a year doing Cavaletti exercises just courses it doesn't you don't even have to build a course you can just throw five Cavaletti out in the ring and random patterns and try to make it smooth and consistent your footprint should be kind of the same in those exercises you're carving the turns the same you're really working on the consistency of the rhythm but that's that's what I would say for sure is uh is those turns? That's going to be
0: the biggest step. And if cost is a problem, if they don't have jumps, the easiest way to do that—I mean, I've seen everything from cinder blocks with, and of course rails. If you want to get the cheapest rails, you go out and get the treated, uh, the treated garden rails that yeah. uh, people use for their gardens. And those are the cheapest option to buy because they only cost a couple bucks each. Uh, and, you know, most people start with those when they're starting in their uh, into jumping. And anything you can put them on to make cross rails, basically.
2: Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and can, like, even like little PVC pipes, you can get that piping stuff for super cheap yeah. at Home Depot. I mean, it doesn't,
0: I, I mean, trees. <laughs> Do yeah, you have any that's trees what we that used. I can't tell you how many trees we had on our is- farm.
2: Yeah, yeah, I had palm trees that had been cut up. I was using them like in different locations. I mean, I just picked up a few tires on the side of the road the other tires day. Tires like, are tire perfect.
0: Stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it was You can you stack can them and work. make them any height you want. We use tires totally. for a long time.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, they're awesome. So it's, yeah, you can be creative It, it does, as long as it's an obstacle and it's not dangerous.
1: Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditor's only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor link. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.